Hello, and welcome to the June 2018 Respiratory Care Podcast. This month, we're pleased to publish the proceedings from the conference, Respiratory Medications for COPD and Adult Asthma. The journal is grateful for the chairs, Roy Pleasance, Neil McIntyre, and Sam Giordano for shepherding the idea through to fruition. The journal is also grateful to the American Respiratory Care Foundation for support of the conference. Ruben and Williams detail the clinical pharmacology of bronchodilators and COPD and asthma. They discuss the action of beta agonists as well as anticholinergic bronchodilators, including onset and duration of action. The discussion of new receptor subtypes and G-protein signaling demonstrates how these advances in drug discovery might produce safer bronchodilators with fewer side effects and longer activity. Corticosteroids represent a common therapy for both COPD and asthma, treating both inflammation and modulating immune function. Williams describes the use of corticosteroids to suppress allergic and inflammatory responses through both systemic and topical administration. Well-known important adverse events related to long-term corticosteroid use and dosing strategies to avoid these are reviewed in detail. This paper includes important details on systemic side effects of inhaled corticosteroids related to dose, drug, and bioavailability. Pleasance describes the use of oral maintenance therapies for obstructive lung disease as adjunctive or replacement therapy of inhaled medications. This includes a host of drugs, such as phosphodiesterase inhibitors, theophylline, macrolides, leukotriene triene modifiers, and mucoactive agents like mucamist. Oral agents avoid issues related to proper use of inhaled drugs, have novel mechanisms of action, and perhaps most importantly, reduce costs. The growing role of macrolide antibiotics in preventing COP exacerbations is discussed in detail. Pleasance also describes the use of oral N-acetylcysteine as a therapy to reduce exacerbations in COPD. Charlie Strains provides the comprehensive review of antiproteases and alpha-1 antitrypsin augmentation primarily as therapy for treatment of alpha-1 antitrypsin emphysema. All current alpha-1 protease inhibitors are administered intravenously to increase serum and alveolar epithelial lining fluid concentrations of alpha-1 antitrypsin. Strange provides a discussion of the use of antiprotease therapy in COPD via the inhaled route and explores potential uses of these agents outside of the current approved indication. Biologics present promising new targets for treatment of COPD and asthma. Unlike traditional therapies, biologics act on the underlying pathways of the disease pathophysiology. At this level, biomarkers and endotypes may allow treatment to be personalized for a given patient. Targets for asthma and COPD include IgE, IL, and triacine kinases. Weschler reviews preliminary work on biologics detailing the favorable safety profile and potential for personalized therapy in severe asthma. Pleasance and Hess review aerosol delivery devices for obstructive lung disease, highlighting the importance of the inhaled medications in the treatment of chronic lung disease. Aerosol delivery devices have evolved significantly in the last half century, including use during mechanical ventilation and the development of dry powder inhalers. This review details the importance of appropriate coordination and use by patients as well as caregivers. The authors describe new methods for monitoring aerosol therapy and promising new methods for treatment. Additionally, they detail how the new science and careful clinical application of aerosol delivery can assist clinicians in optimizing therapy. Oxygen therapy is based on two trials dating from 40 years ago and remain the basis for care of the COPD patient at home to this day. Branson provides a complete review of the use of home oxygen therapy for resting hypoxemia, 
exertional hypoxemia, and sleep-related hypoxemia. The role of oxygen in acute care of the COPD patient garners less attention, but this paper details the impact of low inspired oxygen concentrations on hypercarbia and mortality in this scenario. Additional areas of emphasis include equipment for home oxygen therapy, recent changes in reimbursement, and patient satisfaction. Burks and Donahue provide a review of the 2017 Gold Guidelines, emphasizing changes to the assessment and management of the stable COPD patient. This includes a focus on symptom burden and frequency of exacerbations. Gold categorizes patients based on disease burden and modifies treatment regimens to avoid exacerbations and relieve symptoms. This paper details this approach to personalized gold care. Legogo reviews the NAEP and GINA guidelines for routine management of asthma. They emphasize the growing appreciation of asthma as a heterogeneous disease with diverse underlying pathophysiology. As with other papers in this issue, the personalization of asthma care based on endotypes is described. While the emphasis is on guidelines, alternative therapies, approaches using previously detailed therapies, and treatment in special populations are discussed. WISE reviews medication regimens for managing COPD exacerbations. This paper focuses on treatment using the pharmacotherapy described in a number of the preceding articles. COPD exacerbation contributes significantly to COPD mortality and morbidity. The paper concentrates on the use of bronchodilators, corticosteroids, and antibiotics to prevent exacerbations. They also point out that despite the utility of these drugs, that the ideal drug dosage and duration of treatment is hotly debated. Maselli and Peters review the therapy for acute asthma. This paper details the use of short-acting beta agonists and short-acting muscarinic antagonists for asthma in the acute setting as well as the importance of oral corticosteroids. The authors also explore other medications such as IV magnesium sulfate and methylxanthines, noting that both play a minor role but have potential toxicity. They also describe the use of helium oxygen mixtures in spontaneous breathing subjects to improve aerosol delivery and minimize the work of breathing. Mann and Meyer explore the world of drug development for asthma and COPD from a regulatory point of view. Uh, this is a different kind of paper for the journal but they explain basic regulatory terms and discuss the regulatory pathways towards approval. The, their paper details the key clinical regulatory challenges faced by drugs for asthma and COPD, the overall, overall and by class of drug, citing relevant examples and lesson, lessons learned. They also cover the issue of generic drug development of inhaled drugs. Maureen Jord provides a review of medication adherence in asthma and COPD. She describes the conditions impacting patient adherence and non-adherence. This paper is a shift from the previous topics, focusing on patient behavior and highlighting how the best drugs and drug regimens are both obfuscated by non-adherence. This enlightening paper reviews the topics of intentional and non-intentional adherence and the differing met methods implemented to correct each. Shared decision-making, motivational interviewing, and coaching are described. She also lists the, the prevalence of non-adherence to asthma and COPD management the factors affecting adherence, and the effectiveness of strategies targeting unintentional and intentional non-adherence. We hope you enjoy this very important issue on pharmacotherapy and COPD and asthma. To receive the contents of this and past issues of the journal, visit our website at www.rcjournal.com. There you can also subscribe to receive podcasts of future issues. Thank you.